Hello and welcome to another episode and a brand new season of Flamenco Attitude. This is the podcast that brings you all things flamenco, from the singing, the dancing, to actual uh, the lives of the great performers, and even cooking and kitchen, just like we did a few episodes ago. Uh, it's absolutely amazing that we've been managing to do this for now five well, well, four straight seasons, and now we're into season number five. Very, very excited, very thrilled to keep up with um, the good work and just bringing you all the, these different topics. Trust me, we enjoy it probably more than you do listening to us. We just have uh, such a good time doing the planning and the research for these. So uh, thank you for being there. Without you, our audience, um, we wouldn't be able to do this every week. So many, many thanks for that. Um, today, before we start, and I will let you know the topic of today's podcast, I would like to say thank you. We would like to say thank you to uh, our listeners, actually, who come this time, I would like to spotlight the listeners who come from a few Mediterranean islands, Marcos. So we Sounds good. Sounds very good. We've had listeners from uh, Palma in the Balearic Sea, so Palma de Mallorca, I suppose that is. Sicily, very, very exciting that we have uh, listeners from that. And also Corsica, of Corsica. course. Corsica. Corsica, yes. What, but what, what a collection. I know, it's amazing. So thank you very, very much. Uh, we're honored, we're excited, we're joyful, and uh, we will definitely try and keep up with the interest. Uh, you can write to us, of course, culturepodcasts at gmail.com or at flamencopod on Twitter. Previously on Flamenco Attitude, we have talked about books. However, today we're going to talk about books in English about flamenco because before that we talked about English authors that wrote explicitly about flamenco now we're turning things around a little bit we will be uh, exploring topics like the flamenco guitar and uh, a, very, a very interesting book title that we're going to talk about why it's called like that stick with us it will be a very interesting opener of this season so without any further ado let's dive into the episode on flamenco books now, these are the really interesting ones. Are you impressed with my little collection? I'm I impressed that? with this little collection because, first of all, they look absolutely beautiful. These are old books. They're old books, um, yeah. They're not like what you would find these days, which is... Um, well, I won't actually be too mean on the designs because books these days have great designs. Uh, what's inside is subject to question, but we will see. Uh, these, this one has photographs as well. It has an amazing cover, and it's called... The Flamenco Guitar. So yeah. what is the Flamenco Guitar about? Well, it's by a man called David George. So he he comes from the United States. He's an anthropologist. Yeah, he's not an English writer, it's fair no, to say. No, but of course he can write in, in the English language. It's all in English. Um, this is one of my favourite books. I mean, you can just see from the cover, it's hardcore, yeah? Well, we have a guitar playing and we have the yeah. palmista <laughs> yeah. on the side. Now, he wrote this in, in 1971. The picture that you're looking at is, of course, Moron, yeah. La Frontera. Now, in this book, which is a slim volume, but it's beautifully it is slim, done. Yeah. So he deals with the history of flamenco, so you've got that. He deals with the making of a flamenco guitar. How is it made? Mm. Yeah, look at that. That is the maker of my own guitar, yeah. Manuel Reyes. Manuel Reyes. And there yeah. is his original studios in, in Plata del Potro Plata in, in Cordoba. Yeah. Um, he deals with, of course, 
the life of Diego del Gastor. Now you're looking at a gallery where he's trying to educate. It's called you in all the a rogues gallery. <laughs> <laughs> so these are not people um, who just popped up one day, p picked up a guitar, and started doing it. There's so much tradition yeah. inside. I'm not sure he should have called it that, but we'll, we'll pass on that. They're nice photos. And then he's got pictures of the ferrier in Sevilla, all mm -hmm. the great artists there. He deals in later on in the book in the language of flamenco. Yeah. yeah. What do you think motivated him to write that? What is his connection? So many writers like this came, with, and there's a wonderful picture of him with his typewriter, came to Moron. In the 60s, everybody went to Moron. Uh, it was seen as the, the place to be to write about this type of thing. Look at this photograph of Diego del Castor. Oh, yeah. And you have a whole poster, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, he talks about the huerga. This is a, a kind of a, a, a party, an impromptu We talked party. about Huergas, yeah. And he's got yeah. photographs in there. And overall, it's quite, it's an easy, it's not, it's a very educated book, yeah. but it's easy to read. Yeah? But, so you would say this is a book that it's forever, whoever is intrigued, yeah. it will be a nice it's, intro into there, there it. Is there, you see? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, it, does this man, uh, his name escapes me at the moment, David George, David George yeah. uh, does he have any background in music? Well, only through the anthropology of music. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, his, that's his angle, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not even sure whether that maybe this is him learning the guitar. Could be. Because uh, can you, can, what would you say? Look at that, look at that. Yeah, there yeah. is similarity between the cover photo and yeah. his picture. However, the, on the cover photo, we have somebody who looks quite experienced in holding a guitar. So yeah, I'm that, not that sure. That is a dude of Morong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, this is the one that you... I mean, these are ones that... I'm, if people can get hold of these, they're going to love them, Gully. But we've got to be honest that these books are not easy to, to get hold of. But you can get them. Are they um, antiques at this point? They are, but they're the kind of thing that you, you could go to a, a, a charity shop and probably find one. Yeah, yeah, by accident. Yeah? By chance. By chance. Now, this is the one that you're interested in because of its title. Uh, no, uh, I'm interested in the title of number three. But ah, we will... We're, I thought we're, you like this Wind Cried. I, I like The Wind Cried. Uh, it's quite a poetic title, I would say. It, you can see why this is a flamenco book. Oh, it doesn't have a single picture. That's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good sign. And it has a lot of, um, of lyrics. lyrics inside. Yeah. That's so it, that's, that's why. its strength, right? Um, this is another man from, actually, from New York. Now, this was written in, in 68. When, yeah, when late he, 60s. Yeah, when he went to, um, he went to Malaga in the, in the late 50s. And as you say, it's a totally different book because he's got in there, if you're very interested to know what are flamenco people singing about, he's put it all in there, the letters, the lyrics, and translated them into English. Yeah, it seems to me that uh, because of, the culture center that New York is, they're interested in all sorts of music. And if, you know, all sorts of music is performed there, do you think that's why he wanted to kind of spread his wings a little bit and see what's yeah, I mean, happening in the, the rest of the world? And again, it relates partly to, to Morong, because for whatever reason, people were all drawn in the 60s to, to Morong. But as you can see on the back, he goes to one of my favorite places, Marcos de la Frontera. Marcos de la Frontera. <laughs> and there he is yeah. in, in a session. Um, so he plays, actually, he the plays, guitar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he That's the difference between yeah. uh, David George and uh, yeah. Paul 
yeah. uh, but the great thing about this book is it's it's got in it that you know the heavy side of it the lyrics and the translations of yeah. it, but it's got great stories so he goes and meets laborers is that one of the stories yeah, are you going to tell me one of the well stories? he goes to meet laborers on building sites laborers in the fields and says why do you worship these people of flamenco and what is the answer? Well, I can't. Well, you have to. Oh, spoilers! Well, without then spoiling anything, can you give me like a good story from it? I can't. Uh, it's a long time ago that I I read it. Um, and but it, what what's good about it is he does try to really get close to the people. And what I can give you a good story is because you've been involved in our flamenco festival. He says it's the wind cried. Right? Yeah. Now, if you remember, when you work with us in our flamenco festival in, in Oxford, we say, let's make the stones cry. Cry, yeah. Yeah. Well. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a reference to uh, the strength of the cantic. The lyric yeah. of the cantic. Brilliant book. So, Paul Hecht, yeah. if you can ever find it. <laughs> I think you've got a good chance of getting that one. That one, but yeah. not, um, not the one. The David George... You know, let us know if you've managed to. Oh, Definitely. We, we'd like to know. Let, let us know. Uh, send us pictures of your books. You know, maybe yeah. you have books that we... Now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen. Uh, yes. I know you're going to get me on this one. Superfluous <laughs> title. Let me read it for you. Superfluous title. Returning to A. Okay. I hope A stands for Andalusia, otherwise I have nothing. No, it doesn't. Oh, okay, fine. But they say never judge a book by its cover. But I disagree. Never judge a book by its title. Or its cover. Because you don't but, know what this is all about. On this, it, it, I judge it by its cover because there are the famous steps in Moron. Mm -hmm. And there is the man himself, as usual, Diego del Gastor yeah. and Antonini and some of the most famous people. Of, now, this is Returning to A by Dorian A Ross. is Andalusia, surely. No, no. no it's, it's the most obscure way. We have on the guitar different chords. Right. And she's talking about returning to the A chord because this is a story of a, a young girl who goes to Andalusia to Moron to learn the guitar. Is it a novel? It, mm, yes, but with a lot of real people yeah. in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's uh, partly a novel, partly a documentary about her life, yeah, I suppose. And it's about her journey. And she also journeys to the other great flamenco places like Lebrica that we've talked about. Yeah. With I'm going to read a little bit of the synopsis yeah. with one suitcase and a map uh, drawn on a bar napkin. Oh my God, this is a real <laughs> thing. As her only guide, 16-year-old Lauren travels to Moron de la Frontera in Andalusia to learn to play flamenco guitar from the gypsies. Oh, we're going straight <laughs> hardcore. Here she joins an extended family of flamenco artists and foreign aficionados whose adventures over a 20-year period are interwoven with Lauren's own odyssey. Do you know what's the most interesting thing to me about this? Because yeah. I hadn't noticed one little detail yeah. about this book. This is a, a, a woman, a female writer. Yeah, and all the others have been men. How easy is it for a lone, a lone woman at 16 years old to go and start learning? Well, I would say very difficult. And as you Was there a stigma no, around this sort of thing? There's not many female guitarists. No. Flamenco guitarists. No, why yeah. is that? It's a hard, it's, it's it, tough It's job. always been seen as, as something that men do, whereas in the cante, the singing... It's fine. Loads, yeah. you know? Dancers, But there loads, are becoming yeah. more and more uh, women taking up the, the, the flamenco guitar, and there's many good ones out there. And who is Doreen Ross? 
Well, she's another person from, from New York who came to Morong and uh, wrote this extraordinary book. I think she was a journalist as well. Mm -hmm. uh, she became a journalist. Uh, sadly, she, she, she's dead now. Um, this is, I mean, finding this book took me a very long time. And how old, I mean, compared to the others, which are in the 60s? Yeah, this one was written or published in, in 1995. Okay, so we have sort of a generation gap yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, but I would, people would like that. You know, th this is a very, very good read. Yeah, and something more uh, yeah. probably off today in the sense of its 90s, so yeah. someone who is younger. Than now, it's interesting you say that because... I'm, I'm going to end with... No, you're not. I, I have a surprise for you, but oh, go okay. on. Go on. Then. Go. Okay, Marcos, this is literally real life, right? It has a little bit to do with uh, what we talked about a few episodes ago um, because of the kitchen, right? I accidentally come across this article called This, this Ancient City in Spain is Like a Tapas-Filled Fairy Tale. Oh, and the tapas are often free. So I'm thinking, hmm, what is that ancient city? After a while, most cities begin to feel the same. That will never happen in Granada, which easily sits at the top of the list of Spain's most underrated cities. Nestled in the foothills of Sierra Nevadas in the country's laid-back southern region of Andalusia, Granada offers a cityscape that echoes across time with its unique fusion of narrow, classically European cobblestone streets and North African whitewashed architecture. Looming dreamlike over it all as it is its iconic castle, Alhambra, which will make you feel like you're in a fairy tale no matter where you turn. Uh, the article is quite long. Um, it explains also how you travel to Granada, uh, the neighborhoods and all the unique experience. But uh, by the way, this is uh, written on the threelist.com website, non-sponsored. I will list it um, if, if you'd like to have a read. But I felt that's quite poetic and actually quite accurate from everything that you have told me about it. And the tacos are free. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> Granada is a wonderful place. But I'm going to try and trump that by saying in Cayenne is another capital that people should visit and you will equally get even better free, tapas, free, free tapas. food. <laughs> so you're, you, you disagree that the tapas in uh, Granada are the best of the best? Well, I haven't been there for a long time. Mm. Okay. Um, I haven't visited Granada capital for a very long I, I really time. wanted to surprise you because I came across this quite by chance. It just popped up and I'm no, thinking, no, which is this city? There you go. Now, what I wanted to say to you is that next week we're going to look at books in Castellano in Andalou, and I'm going to produce a book <laughs> that's going to blow your mind. Uh, Everything you do blows my mind. Which I've got the original copy, and I'm going to produce it, and then I'll ask you to think when was it published, and how did I get hold of it? Thank you very much for uh, listening to this episode. Uh, this is episode one of season five, Flamenco Attitude. We keep going strong and we really, really enjoy it. Um, all the books that um, Marcos went through, plus the article that I talked about, we will try to list in the description just for your interest, if you'd like to have a look. Uh, it may be a bit difficult for you to find them actually though, but hopefully you will. Until the next time, whether you... Listen to, play or learn about flamenco, remember to always follow the beat.